Hello, you're listening to the Hammersley Brothers e-commerce podcast. If some of our discussions and tips are working for you, why don't you grab a 15-minute call with us at ecommercecall.com. We'll see whether we can help scale your e-commerce business. We will quickly see if we're a fit or whether we can recommend someone else to get you where you need to go. The worst case is you'll have a fun 15-minute chat and regardless, you'll come away understanding a lot more about your business. Book a call at ecommercecall.com. Hello and welcome to the Hammersley Brothers e-commerce podcast. Today, Ian and I are going to talk about trust and the importance of creating it on all your landing pages and in your email series. So let's get started. Good morning, Ian. How are you? Good afternoon, Mark. How are you doing? I'm all right. All right, short week, so everything gets kind of like that one day. That one day, oh, it's just it's one of those. It was one of those terrible ones where, like, it was crappy weather, and I was sitting at home, and I was like, "Well, I should have worked. I should have worked, and then taken the day off when it was nicer weather." But because it's because everybody else isn't working, you kind of think, "Oh, I won't work as well." Listen, bank holiday, or is a natural sales period for e-commerce businesses. It was. We had you our know. record. We had our record weekend on a couple of um, couple of sites. Which yeah. Is, well, it's nice. It's, it's a good. It's a good natural time bound element, and it's a good excuse to email. You yeah. Know, and do an offer because it's you know there's a reason to do it, which is why it's actually quite a big event in the e-commerce world. Yeah. Yeah. I was speaking to someone recently, and they said she she said, "Oh, I don't do." offers when everybody else is doing offers um i do offers when i you know went outside of it and i thought that's that's probably not the way to go because um people are respond to offers at, at certain times because of certain things and one of those is the long weekends because people a lot of people are sitting around you know thinking of things to do and they want to get things done in their houses um, which is obviously an e-commerce booster a lot of the time, and so therefore they they they, they get those things done, and they they see those weekends as, and they know that that some of the big stores are going to have offers over those weekends, and so they become much more of a spontaneous buyer than a kind of methodical buyer, and therefore they become big sales times. I mean, I was I was used to do some work for someone who sold duvets, duvet covers, uh, no duvet inners, like the the whatever they're duck down or whatever they're called goose down i think it is um and they would do all their sales in in those weekends in those long weekends like literally they go from doing like ten thousand dollars a day to hundred thousand dollars a day just over those weekends Mm. and you know if he hadn't done those offers during those times it wouldn't you know the offers would nowhere need near being as strong because that they those people were expecting expecting them because that's what the market expects and therefore they go and look for those offers on those times anyway we mm. wanted to talk about um trust instant trust and, and and ways to increase uh the trust of the site and the reason we want to do mm. that is because obviously we want to increase the the conversion rate and and, yeah. the, and the revenue per visitor yeah because because that's essentially um you know, it's like going from meeting somebody on the street to buying a house from them. You know, it's it's it, it, there's a there's a big gap between that, and you have to take people very quickly through the 
trust process and you have to have triggers that do that and, and make it easy for people to kind of say, yeah, I'm in the right place. I trust these people. That's fine. I can see all the reasons to do so because a transaction, a lot of the time, it's done fairly, fairly quickly, isn't it? Yeah, I think, um, well, people, people make a decision very quickly whether or not they trust you and, and whether or not they want to spend the time here. But I think, I think of all the things, I think, you know, because we talk about offer architecture being really a really important one, but it, but unless there's trust and credibility there, you know, nothing nothing really works. If they lift, if they don't trust that you can actually do what you say you're going to do, you know, there's no evidence there. You know, you, you're going to struggle. And so I think it goes it goes really quite high up there in my roadmap, my e-commerce roadmap, in mm. in terms of getting trust and credibility and. Um, I think it's especially important now, uh, you know, we're coming out of COVID and there's, there's so much competition out there. You know, there's a lot more people selling online now. There's a lot, a lot of people spending a lot of money on paid advertising. And you, you've got to think about this, that your customers, your potential customers are out there, you know, in Google or in Facebook or wherever platforms there are, and they're buying from other people. And you've got to get them to buy. And they might be buying from credible suppliers, credibly, credible e-commerce sites who've been going for a long time. You've got to get them to change their habit and come and buy from you. Mm. So you've got to work. Turn, turn your head, turn their head, don't you? Yeah, you, so you, you mm. basically have got to get them to stop buying from somebody else. Yeah. And why the hell would anybody put their trust into you if they've never heard of you before? And they're they're quite happily buying from somebody else at the moment. Yeah, and you've got to work really goddamn hard. So if there's no mm. trust and credibility there, you're going to struggle. You know, yeah. it, you're absolutely going to struggle. And I mean, I've seen, I've seen like trust and credibility primarily around new customer recruitment. You know, that's that's really where it goes hand in hand because the theory is that if an existing customer is already bought, they're more likely to buy again without going through the whole selection criteria of do I trust this company? Obviously, if, the, if you've done a reasonable job. So it's very much around that customer who's never heard of you. They don't know who you are. Yeah, so they've got no tangible evidence to go on. They've got no tangible yeah. evidence to go on. If they bought a product, they received a product, it's good, it's working. I mean, that's 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 better than yeah. other people's reviews because you've got the product yourself. Yeah. So that you've makes gone a lot through more it. sense. Yeah. So yeah. if you think, you know, one of the metrics we often work on, obviously, is conversion rate, and we break down the conversion rate into the three. Add to basket, basket checkout, checkout to order. And when we first start working with an e-commerce site, we tend to find, and it's not always the case, but the add to basket, in the majority of the time, add to basket tends to be the metric that we're working on most because it tends to be the one that's a bit harder and there's a bit more work to do. And There's it, also it, more potential at that, that stage if yeah. no one's ever done that before. Yeah, you know, yeah there Because is. You're, you're dealing with thousands of people that go to the, the product page, but only like hundreds of people that get to the checkout, you know, so... yeah. You could, you've got more chance of convincing more of those people to, to move forward, haven't you? Yeah. So if your site's converting at 3%, you know, you're only probably going to get something like, I don't know, 3.5% of people coming into the checkout. Mm. You know, so you're going to lose 0.5%. I mean, I'm really very generalistic with my figures. You know, so 
there's only a small amount of people that get there. So what, what the, the, the area that, that essentially you've got a bigger bang for your buck is the is the outer basket because that's there's the funnels are a lot bigger. Although I'd mm. say you know if there's easy quick wind in the check out proof for it, but um, well, if it's not working, which sometimes no. it doesn't. No. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. often. Or if there's something wrong, I mean, if the checkout going slightly off topic now, but if the checkout to order stats are low, it tends to be either you're taking them there too soon that they're not ready, they're expecting mm. to go to the basket, or they're finding something they don't like around delivery. Yeah, you know, there's yeah. a problem with delivery. The delivery is too expensive, or it's not clear when it's going to arrive, or something like that. Yeah. You're finding out how much it's going to cost for the first time. Something like that. It doesn't tend to be anything else. No, <laughs> really. No, no. I think we've done we've done a, we've done podcasts on checkout and there's mm. there's a few split tests we've done on, on checkouts and things like that. So people are finding their checkout to order is kind of like twenty percent or twenty five percent or something. That that's what to look at. But yeah. like, get, like getting back to trust, I think what like you were saying before, like like at the moment the offer is super important, but no one really cares about the offer unless they trust you. So you, mm. it's like that three-legged stool. The three-legged stool is trust, desire for the product, and then the offer. So, you know, without one of those, I mean, you, you can kind of wobble, but you're not going to have a strong, you know, a strong offering. So like some of the recent sites that we've been building and, and, and launching, you know, you take their offer away, then you you know the ROAS is not going to be profitable. You know you mm. take the you take the you take the um, the trust away, the offer's not. I mean the, the site's not going to be profitable. So it becomes fundamental to understand. It's it's almost like those those three things is really what you've got to focus yeah. on 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 the mm. um, on the product page, isn't it? So yeah, how so do you well, get trust? Also throughout. Well, well, like like the trust and credibility piece. It. it 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 shows itself throughout the entire e-commerce business, like all the touch points yeah. that a new customer would go through. Like it has to be everywhere. So if you think yeah. about the sales people analogy, the five sales people of e-commerce, you know mm. the first one. And we I, 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 we should probably remind it. We're putting the show notes of when we talked about the five sales people of e-commerce. But the first one was the greeter. Mm. And that's like setting the scene and giving people a reason to be here. And they yeah. very much need to show instant trust and credibility. So you yeah. did normally have something quite high up above the fold. So yeah. There's some element. Spe- even yeah. on the mobile site, there'll be something just below the, well, the header. Actually, um, you'd be something like, you know, if you come into a site, you've never heard about it. And you say something like 30,000 orders shipped or 30,000 reviews or you know something that's kind of make people think oh these guys are a legitimate business like the worst thing you want people to believe is that you are the first customer that's ever bought from this site or yeah might you know, some, site, some sites are like that we've we've i've been working with quite a few recently yeah. and i've said this i've said those words, exact words i said this is like no one has ever bought anything off this website whatsoever like there's mm. no evidence at all that anyone's actually bought anything, yeah, you know, and they're like, "What?" So yeah, well, you know, if you, if you think about it. There's nothing. There's no evidence. There's no. There's no reviews yeah. here. There's nothing. So that's I mean, actually, I was that. doing a split test. I'll just say one little thing. Yeah. Just we were doing a split test on the product page for mobile, and we put the the trust pilot above the image. Yeah. So just on the mobile, 
obviously got your header and the problem with the header on a mobile is it's only a small amount of space so you you know you, you don't know what to show mm. um but underneath the header we put the trust pilot logo and the and a, and a little message saying you know x thousands of reviews you know rated four four point eight out of five and right above it's really high up and it really so, well so far it's reducing the bounce rate increasing the answer basket yeah by by quite a considerable amount mm. so we'll yeah. see we'll keep running it i think even if you're a decent sized company you want to get away from that belief that it's you know could it possibly be you be the first customer that's ever bought from this the company because yeah that's what people go through their mind they go oh uh, you know, I don't well, know I was this. think I say I would say to any e-commerce business. Like, so I was with a business the other day; they were doing thirty-five million, and I said, you, "So when you're thinking about optimizing your site, you've got to think about someone who's never heard of you." This was a brand that had lots of shops, you know, really well known. But I said, I "Said to make yourself work much harder, imagine that someone's never heard of you, and they're mm-hmm. landing on this product page for the first time. You know, would you buy? Would you buy from them?" Yeah, you know, and the answer yeah. sometimes the answer is no. In that case, it was no. Yeah, and what they'd got was that they they got lots of reviews, like amazing reviews, but they were hidden on the product mm. page. You couldn't see them, you know. And they had a generic review logo that didn't show how many reviews they got. They were hidden within a tab, and the other problem they had. So not only were they completely hidden. Um, the other problem they had was that there was no third-party credibility either. Mm. So there was nothing – so it was just their reviews, which, of course, is one step. But I think review, reviews and credibility needs to be two things. You, you need to have – sorry, trust and credibility needs to be – the reviews need to be there. But also, uh, who is a trusted, credible source in your industry? So it might be yeah. which magazine or it might be – you know, um, Auto Express magazine, or it might be you know the Daily Mail, or whoever it is. Good housekeeping. Good, yeah. If you can get some some of those out, that they can really because people trust them. You know, people recognise yeah. them. People trust them. You're borrowing trust from those. You're borrowing trust from established mm. brands, and if you can get them to say something about you, then it, it often works. Um, and it's 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 like that kind of like oh. If they trust them, I'll trust them. And it's, I guess it, the trouble is, is some people who listen to this who are very early or early doors and they'll be like, well, I haven't got any reviews and I haven't got any, um, and I haven't got any uh, like credibility, I haven't been featured in, yeah. in anything. Um, and then you get lots of people who, have, who are really big who are probably are relying too much on their brand recognition and kind of forgetting that there's actually a lot of people out there who never heard of you. Unless you are John Lewis or Tesco's, you know, like there are lots of people who, I mean, I, I've talked about, I'm like some of our biggest customers. Like, oh, you must know so-and-so. They're doing like hundred million. They're like, oh, I've never heard of them. Never you know, heard of them. Even at that level, people have never heard of you. And so it's still important. But if, let's say you've got no, let's say let's starting something out, no reviews. Like if you want to get, like the most important thing is to have some reviews on the site. So like friends and family, get them to buy something, put a product on the site. that's like a dollar, get them to buy it, get them to review the site. As soon as they bought yeah. something, they are legitimately able to actually give you a review. 
that, you know, like get something yeah. on there. Just hustle those first reviews because you want people to kind of feel that there's a You've few people who bought from the site. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You've got to see it. And then once you, once you build up a few, first of all, you know, you'll show, you, there's an instant evidence that there are other people who were buying yeah. from this website and it massively lifts it. There's nothing worse than having a product page. It's, you know, maybe one of your decent sellers that says, I'll be the first to review this product. Yeah. You know, it's so poor. Yeah. You know, it's, it's literally like going into a shop that's, that's hidden. You know, there's no one's ever been there. It's just, it just, it just smacks of, well, I shouldn't, why would I trust this site? And all that. Yeah. So that's a really bad experience. And then once you've got some reviews, you've seen that, showcase pull those reviews out you know and and i think you'll probably talk in a minute about about going into the anxiety analysis and job to be done and pulling Mm. out which you should do but i just just to tee you up i've seen really really nice uplifts on ads basket and conversion rates from pulling out reviews you know genuine real reviews but showcasing them and putting them like in a like a whole banner across the product Mm. page Mm. You know, and, and like sometimes you just get these gems, like absolute gems <laughs> of reviews that just at, they they hit the job to be done and the the anxiety like bang on. Like yeah. and I remember, we, we, like only last month, we were looking at some reviews for a, a company we were working for, and they were selling cookware, and the biggest anxiety for this particular product was, can I put it in the dishwasher? Right, and you know, is it easy to clean? Yeah, you know, and and the, someone had written a review that said it's so easy to clean, even my sixteen-year-old can make it look amazing. Like it was something like that, and yeah. it just like you know that re- if, if you could pull that review out, which we recommended, pull it out and showcase it on the product page and put like quotes around it. Yeah, you know, it's like wow, because that's what yeah. everyone's thinking. They're thinking, oh, I bet it's hard to clean. Yeah, but it's the really hard with to that one was um, a lot of people were saying truly nonstick, you know. So they were saying, yeah, a lot of people were saying, oh, it says it's nonstick, but it's, this one's actually truly nonstick because that's the wording that yeah. they were using. Little words, yeah. And Little so, words. what we would do? So, can, so what case, we're saying is, I just say, I just say, you basically pull. Sorry, I'm talking over you there, but I'm saying, you know, if you haven't got many reviews, you you see it, and then you make the most of these reviews. So you pull certain ones out and you put them throughout the website, not just the product page, but on the basket page too. Yeah. And all the emails, abandonment, well, we'll come on to abandonment emails and how you get trust and credibility into those as well. But yeah, go on, you carry on. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's uh, like there's a bit of science behind this and there's a bit of work behind this. So you know, the, the, what we do is like when we're looking at a category, um, Take bedding, for example, looking at bedding as a category. We'd go and look at maybe 300 reviews minimum and start putting them into what we call buckets. And we'll go, okay, that's a good review. What's the overriding category of that review? Okay, that's someone's talking about it washes well, um, value for money. Um, and then you'll get all these review buckets where they're basically the main reason why they're happy with that review is that. And then if it's a bad review, We'll put down like it might be delivery or it might be the quality of the material. Couldn't wash it or yeah, wrong color. Yeah, yeah. And what we're looking for is um, usually themes that kind of like 
when it's good, it's happy. People make people happy. And when it's bad, it upsets people. Because those are the ones that really kind of cross through both. You'll tend to get certain things that won't cross through. People will be annoyed about delivery or the accessories that come with it or something like that. But they won't mention the accessories when they're happy with them. You know what I mean? So you're looking for things yeah. that kind of like cross across both of them. And then when you've got those angles, so for bedding, it's like washes well and um, feels and comfort and um, look and feel and all those kind of things. Um, those angles, once you've got those angles, then obviously we're looking for the reviews, the, the wording that people use in those reviews that tends to happen a lot of the time, like with the, with the pan, like a lot of people were saying truly nonstick. And a lot of people were saying washes, you know, that goes in the dishwasher and washes and all that kind of stuff. So we're looking for that language. And then when we, once we know the exact language that happy people use, when they are describing this and it's around an angle, we are then hunting in our own reviews for a review that is basically the classic version of that. And that is what we then highlight and amplify on the site and the product page because mm. we've then worked out exactly what the market wants, exactly what the market makes, ha makes the market happy. And then we're putting proof that we do exactly that right in front of them. Mm. And you know, that it's process, very it's a very very simple process common but you, sense but you find yeah. it's complete common sense you're finding yeah. out what people love because you know what they what they love about you and what they what they what they're anxious about yeah you know what they complain about what they're anxious about and you pull those things out because you know the, the reason people don't buy from an e-commerce website is very rarely because the website was hard to use. Okay, yeah, the, the obviously navigational issues, mm. but but ma the main reason people don't buy from you is because they're emotionally not ready to buy from you, or they don't trust you. Yeah, you know they ha they do they, do they really need to go and spend five hundred pounds on that you know gas barbecue? Yeah, you know, or or do they tr or they, if they've decided they want to buy that, do they really trust you? And, and they, so they're going through this emotional struggle in their head, you know, whether do I need this? Do I trust this brand? Like, you know, should I buy it now? Should I put it off later? You know, what happens if it goes wrong? What happens if it doesn't arrive on time? What happens if it doesn't fit in my space? What happens if my wife doesn't like it? Like they're going through all these thoughts, mm. these processes. And it's, and it's you know, it, to pull these things out, and to actually showcase things that you know they're thinking about, it's it takes a lot of work, but the results are massive. If you get the desire, the offer, and the trust right, it's going to fix a lot of things. So basically, if you've got those things right, people are going to want to buy. Even if your website is horribly clunky in the checkout, you're going to get some sales because people are going to want they've been convinced. Mm. So, In fact, it's more important than... Yeah the beautifying of your website you know and you're absolutely right with what you've just said unless okay the caveat to it is that there's part of making the website look beautiful if you're selling desirable lifestyle products yeah you've obviously got to make the website it, look beautiful home website, around the homeware website it's got to be beautiful because this, the site's got to look beautiful because that's what people are creating yeah, that's part of the yeah. sale but if you're yeah. selling yeah. paint if you're selling not well yeah or, or like a, you know a plumber's tap you know a plumber's tool or something yeah. like you know yeah. it's much more about convincibility yeah you know but but like you cannot ignore you know that trust and credibility piece 
Yeah, you know, in the absence of any, and so and so many times it's lacking. Well, I it think, really I think the, 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 what I see a lot of is those three things that people kind of ignore. Those they think they've done enough for those things, and then they go and and they'll go and go right. Um, we need a better agency on the on the Google Ads, or we need to change how we do that. They think yeah. there's some magic in Google Ads, and they think there's some magic in maybe a widget that's going to come onto the Shopify site that's going to do something clever, or you know. It's like you can't yeah. you can't fix those three legs of the stool with something externally. So, like if I'm looking at a Google Ads account, Google Shopping account, and it's not giving me the ROAS that I want, I'm effectively diving into those three things first before I go and. So try just and- just confirm the three legged stool, the things in the stool again, because that because they're so important. Well, the desire for the product. Is the is the first one? So like, do so you've got desire? Yeah. yeah do I want yeah. to or buy convince, this product? Desire yeah. convincibility. So if it's home so once you found the right product, you think, yeah, it's this is look. the product I want to buy. Yeah. You've gone through the whole navigational flow, yeah, helping find the right product. Yeah. So they make they're at the point where they decided, yeah, I, this is the product that I, yeah. that I want. Then there's trust. There's trust. It's like. Can you get this product to me? Are other people happy with it when they get this? Is it just going to be another one of those? Oh, it looks great on the photo and it comes home and it's just horrible. Yeah. You know, all those kind of like trust things. So that's the- and and trust trust goes that also goes into the whole anxiety handling, doesn't it? Mm. You know, what's the returns policy? Yeah. You know, what if it, what happens? If it goes wrong. Yeah. You know, and and then you, the, the trust and credibility is proving that you can you're going to do these things. Yeah. Because you can see other people like you that have done this before. Exactly. Exactly. And then the, yeah. the last leg of the stool is 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 the offer. And I, I think a lot of people get confused about the offer because they go, oh well, we have an offer occasionally and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, well, yes, but really, if you think about the market we're in at the moment, it's very similar to how we built a lot of brands in 2010 and all those kind of stuff, they were built on the backs of offers. And those offers, they all, those sites that ran, they all had an offer running all the time. Like it was a different offer that came out each week or every two weeks, but it had an offer running every time. And what I'm not saying is, I'm not saying, oh yeah, occasionally have an offer for a long weekend. I want you to have an offer. And you know, once the long weekend offer's gone, you've got another one loaded straight away. You know, Something coming out. It doesn't need to be discount, but it it can be like, oh, this week. You need a permanent. You need a permanent new customer recruitment strategy. Offer. Yeah, because if you haven't got one, it runs all year round. Because people come onto your website, and maybe if you're lucky, the average amount of times people buy in a year is one point two. Yeah. So, you know, don't be thinking. That they'll be, they'll be, they'll, the offer's going to get tired. They're going to see it all the time. They only come onto your website if you're lucky one point two times a year. Yeah, you, so it doesn't matter. You don't have to have. I mean, like you know, look look at GSF people like that. They'll have a one week. They'll have an offer on service parts. The next week they'll have an offer on something. There's you know, there's well, always yeah. there's always always something going on. There's always a reason to buy. There's always a reason to communicate. There's always a reason to be visiting the site. At no point does GSF just sit there and go, "Here you go. Here's some products." You know, like there's, there's yeah. always well, it's, something. It's, it's, but it's a, but it's like offers on on steroids, really. Yeah, I mean that's an extreme. Yeah, it is. I mean, it, there are, I, I mean, you know, price you war between the two. You would don't go and look at that website. and Go, oh, this is what marketing is saying. Yeah, because it's just red, flashy. Yeah, you wouldn't do you know, that on a homeware site. You wouldn't do it on a homeware site. No, but on a homeware no, site, but you, but, you'd be saying, 
you know, if you buy this week, if you buy this week, we're going to give you a free stool. Or if you get, if you buy over this much, there's a free gift with purchase. Or um, on our photo frames, there's there's three for two. You know, like there's always mm. something that's giving people a reason to go out to the email list yeah. and yeah. say, look, this is what we've got for you in store this this month or this this next week. Because um, it's it's like I always think of the offers. It's not just a kind of like, you know, people people see offers as in a negative way, as like, oh, I'm just going to discount my brand, just like to run it yeah, down. Think once, kind of yeah, once I've, once I've recruited an offer, yeah you know, they're always going to want a discount and they're always going to damage my brand. I was like, you don't have a brand. Yeah. You know, you create a brand by having lots of customers. How are you going to get lots of customers? But it's like, you know, so that's, you know, you worry about it when you've got yeah. a brand. But it, 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 the offer, if you think about the offer, I like to see people to think about the offer as the entertainment on the site. Like as if you're having a party, if you're having a party, like you've got a house, people pop around to your house all the time and say hello. But if you have a party, lots of people come and they have, you know, they, 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 they stay and they do all that kind of stuff. Your offer architecture should be like, oh, at our website, our e-commerce site at the moment, we're having a party. Welcome to join. This is what's going to happen at the party. You're going to get this, this, and this. It's the entertainment layer that brings people, that means people show up. So instead of thinking yeah. about offers in a kind of like, oh, God, I'm just desperate. I'm going to just put some offers out. You think about the offer as the entertainment layer. You know, like when my wife used to well, buy Clinique, she'd get really excited when it was gift with purchase. She'd be like, oh, it's gift with purchase. I've got to go and buy something, you know? She was excited Did about it. Did she queue it. up outside the shops? I don't think they ever got that busy. But like, you yeah. know, it was a big deal. It was a big deal. That- like Pandora shops. Well, what I, what, I, what, I, what I, I mean, we've said this a lot of time, but a lot of e-commerce and, and probably the majority of people listening to this podcast, the customers will emotionally be looking to buy the product from you and they're looking for a, a rational reason to justify that emotion. You know, like they don't, often they probably don't really need, like there's an alternative. You know, they can always put up with something they've already got or, you know, or they don't really know, they they could go and get it from the shop the the next day or, you know, there's, there's, you know, they don't, there's probably alternatives, isn't there? Mm. And, you know, competitors or other things. So they're looking for a rational reason and that's why the offer architecture that's time done properly, that you've built trust and Mm. credibility and the desirability is there. The offer architecture gives you that that rational reason to justify an emotional behavior. And that's why it works. Um, mm. Mm. You know, obvious. And also, like, at the moment, yeah. it's, it's like whenever time there's, like, inflation's a bit higher or those kind of things, people still got still got money. Loads of people have still got purchasing power. It's not gone away. It's, you know, like, it's always a contraction of whatever it is or whatever. But like there's the, the incentive to that they need a better story to tell themselves. So they need to be able to t- turn around to the, their spouse and say, oh, I bought this because that was there was that amazing offer on that I always talked to you about. And this is what we've got. And we've got this, this and this. And they were doing this. It was this was the right time to do it. And I've made a prudent decision to buy this because I need 400 handbags, you know? Yes. Um, yeah. And things like that. Yeah. So. It's true. It's true. So once you, so once you, once you've just going back to the the trust and credibility, we said that you know salesperson number one, the greeter, you know, needs to show some tr- instant trust, trust and credibility. Yeah. And then the add to basket salesman needs salesperson needs to show trust and credibility. Yeah. But you also, it, 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 
it weaves itself throughout everything. So the whole website obviously needs to be has like it, it has to be everywhere. Mm. So for example, you know, you'd put it at the bottom of you back on the shopping basket page. Yeah. You know, there has to be an element of so every single page, every single touch point. You know, your about us page, your story, your product page, your product listing page, your category page, your home page, your basket, and your checkout. Yeah, you have to think every single one. How are we demonstrating trust and credibility? Because if you're showing people a product page that says, "Be the first to review this product," and there's not no other evidence people say that anyone's all the time. ever bought no reviews, Dude, be the first to review. It's like no. It's like what are you doing? It's like would you buy from this company? No. So you go through your whole site and answer that question. <laughs> oh, is there any evidence that we are showing that anyone's ever bought from this site and we're good? Yeah. Uh, you know, on that product page and, and really beat yourself up about it. Yeah. You basically need to say, I've, I've, if any page, go to every page and say, if the customer had a panic yeah. anxiety attack on this page, what would reassure them? Yeah. That's it. You know, and you, you, you know, these are the low hanging fruits, this stuff. This is so obvious. Mm. Like, and you'll know the pattern with a lot of things that Mark and I say, they're really simple, really stupid, and really, really obvious. And this is, this is one of them. Do you know what? Which is why we love it so much. Do you know so what though? Like, it's, uh, it's so obvious to me, to me and you, and I've been coaching a lot of people and I'm like, I, and I'm just like, oh, you do this. Of course you do this, blah, blah, blah. And they like, but then you have a long conversation with them and you realize that to them it's not obvious it's and it's not obvious mm. how you do an offer it's not obvious how you amplify it and the trouble is when you've been working in something for such a long time and you've seen so many things you know grow and, and grow it, it's like oh of course you do that you just do that you do, 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 do. but it, it, it that's the difficulty and i think that's what i'm trying to get we're trying to get across in this podcast is and that's why you know we try and we mention the same things over and over and over um, intertwine because it's like anything you've just got to absorb it you just gradually get it and then you gradually yeah. understand it and then you go oh now it's obvious now it's intuitive and now you wouldn't do it any other way yeah well it's the, the nice thing is that you know in the 20 odd years that we've been working e-commerce you know it's very rare that we've found some amazing technology that's revolutionized you know e-commerce growth mm. You know, it's all basic, you know, retail stuff, isn't it? 200, 300 years, you know, basic techniques, most of it. And a lot of the times of when it. you do have those kind of leaps, it's always – after the fact, there's always been bloody obvious why it works. It's like because it's a simple yeah. thing. Yeah. But before it wasn't yeah. obvious because it wasn't – it was like, oh, so, you didn't know. You no, know, exactly. And I just extend the point about something that's that's even more bloody obvious. Well, it is – when I tell you it is, you go, yeah, that's, that makes sense. But I bet you hardly any of you are doing this. this is, well, this that's exaggeration. But take your probably one of the best performing email campaigns that you'll ever send, which is your, your basket checkout abandonment email series. And lots of people just use the standard Clavio, Shopify, Magento, whatever template that comes with it. It's literally, oh, here's, you know, did you leave something behind? Here's the product, mm. you know, shop now. It's like there's zero trust and credibility on there mm. at all. So go through all of your automated abandonment emails and, again, do the same exercise, mm. your whole welcome program. You know, maybe you've got a 15% off coupon coupon code. 
go through all of that, all your emails, and go, are we demonstrating trust and credibility? So mm. A, you know, reviews, and, and are there other third parties there? Go through the whole thing, mm. all your emails, and all your remarketing emails as well. Yeah. So all your remarketing ads, sorry, not emails. Um, anything you're doing, you know, on Facebook, any ads you're doing, any emails you're sending, any, you know, particularly with prospective recruitment stuff mm. and the whole site and go answer that question. Yeah. Because well, this is all the, that we would the question, do. Answer know? the question. Is there a possibility from this marketing piece, if people just saw this on their own, whether people would think that, that they might be the first buyer of this? Yeah. Because often yeah, you'll look at exactly. your abandoned, just abandoned basket they've and never you'll be heard like, of you. well, everybody's just going to send that email. Could be the first person that's got a abandoned yeah. basket email. You know? Yeah. Just ignore, just imagine, no matter what size you are, you know, do, this exercise is so powerful. Um, you know, even if you're doing 35 million, you're a massive brand. Yeah. You know, just imagine that no one's ever heard of you. Yeah. On the landing website. Because if you do that, you'll get more out of people that have heard of you from a friend. Yeah. You know, or, you know, they've bought years ago and they're coming back. So the other thing I wanted to talk about was was just a bit about the Facebook group community side and and but before we talk about that the thank you campaign because mm. we talked about the thank you campaign which is quite a nice little idea isn't it do you want to just yeah so the, just the thank you campaign was something we used to we did, I did by mistake so what we did <laughs> was we um, we thought wouldn't it be nice. nice wouldn't it be nice for people who bought this I think it was jewelry company wouldn't it be nice for people for jewelry company just to follow people around who've just bought and say a big thank you with a video and um, on Facebook. So we, we targeted people who just bought within five days and remarked them saying, you know, big thank you for buying from us. Just let us know what you bought and what you, what your experience is, blah, 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 blah. So people commented on that, um, on that uh, video, uh, on that video and that post. And on that post, uh, a lot of people said some really nice stuff. And obviously on a Facebook thing, anyone that said something horrible, you could just delete because it's Facebook posts, you control it. And then accidentally, um, we changed the targeting on that advert, and it went out to it went out to people in the middle of the funnel, people who'd just been and not recently bought. And it, the conversion rate from that advert was massive, absolutely massive. Because what had happened was people had come to the site, they were ooing and ahhing about whether or not to buy. Then they'd come across the thank you campaign, which was thanking them for purchase, and they were like, "I haven't purchased." But they started reading the comments of all the other people who had purchased and had such a great experience they went oh well now i'm going to go and buy because um I, you know i can see all this live proof um so that worked really well that worked really well and it just was just yeah. an experiment we, no it makes sense yeah. yeah yeah it makes absolute sense um and then just talk just, we could do a podcast on this i'm sure but just the, the whole facebook group because lots of businesses that we're talking to are saying since the iOS 14 update for Apple, yeah. they're struggling to get Facebook to work as it once did. Mm. And, you know, the ROAS has dropped and, and then, and then there are other businesses that say we're massively recruiting still very successfully on Facebook. And they end the sentence saying, yeah, but we're doing it organically 
through Facebook communities. Yeah, but they're not just they're not doing, talks a, they're doing paid as well a lot of the time. They're doing paid and then recruiting into the community. Mm. But but groups are great. Groups are mm. great because there's a few reasons groups are great. First of all, let's say, Ian, you were going to go and buy a tripod for your camera and you weren't sure. And then suddenly you were kind of like invited into it. You like the page. You thought, I'd like to go back and look at them later on Facebook. They like the page. It automatically invites you into their, their tripod choosing group or the the um, the Mark Hammersley tripod um, uh, user group. And you go, oh, I'll have a look at that, see what people think. You go into a group and then live in real time, people are talking about what they're using the product for and how they're using it. I mean, that's just like ultimate proof. Mm. It's not just like reviews that are in Trustpilot that for like months ago, it's like live reviews of what's actually happening now. And there's yeah. no real better way of selling something apart from like live action of people using the product you know feel like you're joining something yeah so that's the first thing yeah so that, it, yeah, yeah. And the second there's more yeah, there's more the second thing is the way facebook is working at the moment is that they have moved from a company that brings you together as friends and reminds you when your friend's birthday and stuff like that they, that's kind of that was the kind of news feed that was like the facebook one 1. 1.0 now they've transitioned to a very much a group focused thing people coming to facebook for specific things they're interested in around topics and groups and stuff like that and then, and bringing people together uh, around those topics so on the facebook page when you've got like 20,000 you know likes and you put a post up there organically you might get like i don't know 100 views or something very small like very not much at all but if you've got a group and you've got like i don't know 1000 people in a group the reach inside the group can be much, you can organically, you could reach a lot of people a lot more easily. So at the very least, you should be using a group as almost like the new Facebook page. And any content you're putting onto the Facebook page should go into your group. And you should be inviting people into that group. I think that sometimes there is this feeling that if they create a group, there's all this work, you've got to do a community, you've got to build people, you've got to keep your people talking. But at the very least, you could just be posting the stuff you'd normally be posting on your page in your Instagram because effectively you're going to get a higher reach. And as soon as someone comments on that, that's going to reach out to the group. So, you know, yeah. ultimately, if you can get the group going and people talking talking to each other and, and experiencing and kind of doing that stuff, that's going, that's going to be better than just um, you know, uh, posting your content, but at the same time, that's exactly what's happening on your Facebook page. You know, if you if you want to get if you can get people talking and communicating to each other on the Facebook page, that works yeah. as well. So, in terms of trust, so you the key, it's, yeah, it it just yeah. it's just like saying, well, here's let me open the curtain, and you're in a physical shop, and it's like, well, let me yeah. show you the storeroom behind. So, the, so you the the reason you do the Facebook groups. Is number one, it's great for existing customers because you've got existing customers who who are looking at that group going, oh, you know, I'm getting excited about all the things I can do with the products. I'm going to go and buy more stuff. So it keeps them excited and getting because it's good for lifetime customer value. But the powerful thing from a trust and credibility perspective for new customers is that you can use that as part of your advertising to recruit new customers, mm -hmm. can't you? To kind of to kind of bring some of that out. Yeah. You know, and, and I mean, I, in fact, this, this, that, you know, that just to play devil's advocate, this was something that I was talking to another client about. And this was the bit that they struggled with the most is that if you've got a Facebook group going well, how do you use that to help recruit new customers? Like, how do they see it? 
Like, how does a new prospective customer, you know, are they just going to join the group before they bought? You know, that's that's what you said, didn't you? Well, what happens is what you take, when you do, when you do Facebook advertising, people often want to almost like bookmark the advert or kind of remember that person because I like the advert. And they maybe not necessarily buy. They tend to like the page. You get a lot of page likes from when you're advertising. And those people who page likes can then invite them into the group automatically. And as you invite them into group, then they, they find themselves in the group. So that's really how it works. You can also do, um, mm. like if you can do it more directly, you can actually do a page likes campaign. So you can say get page likes for my page. And then when they like the page, then you can invite them into the group. But most of the yeah. time when you're doing Facebook advertising, you're going to pick up page likes because of the, you know, just, just of the brand you're building. Um, and people are seeing they'll, and they'll, they'll like you and they'll, um, you know, it's just, it's just the way it, 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 it kind of works. Um, so if you, if you ever see someone with a big advertising budget on Facebook, you'll see them with a big, big amount of page likes, but those page likes really don't do a lot anymore because you can't reach them. You can, you can target yeah. people who like your page, yeah. obviously, but it doesn't really mean yeah. anything because they're not seeing the content that you post on your page organically unless you boost it. Yeah. So I, th- I think, yeah, I know. I mean, I was, I was thinking just coming back down, I think, you know, I wanted to mention that because it's something that, that we've talked a bit about internally, just between ourselves, really, with a few other clients. Yeah. Um, but the low-hanging fruit is really going to do, we should call, we should come up with a name, really, like go through the, you know, how we've got the market square yeah. test, you know, how we've got the kind of trust and, you know, trust and credibility test, like go, I'll go through every single page of your, of your mm. e-commerce site and all your emails, your remarketing emails, your abandonment emails and your ads and just look at are you at, are you adding evidence yeah. of trust and credibility? We should call that something. We should give it a name. but uh, We should give it a name yeah. and then people will think it's more impressive than just something that we talk yeah. about. I don't know. Don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're good at names. Yeah. But it is it's, it is literally the low-hanging fruit, and it's one of the first things that I will do when I'm looking at how we can get more revenue out of the existing advertising budget. Yeah. You know, and I had a conversation today. Company is doing four million, four and a half million, and the ROAS is two point five. Floats between two point five and three, and they've been sat at four and a half million for the last three years, and you know, they've got to get more out of the advertising budget so they can scale. Yeah. So the first thing I'm looking at, well, where they're landing, where they're, pro- they're going all, all going on the product page, right? There's there's very little trust and credibility happening here at all. Yeah. yeah. And you know, so that's the first thing. It's such an easy low hang. It costs mm. nothing, like to add it to go through, you know, because a lot of some some of the stuff you can be the same on every bloody product page. That's true. You know, it can be the same. You can add overwhelmingly like overall trust and credibility on the whole site. Anyway, low hanging fruit three-legged stool yeah. get it done it's number two get it done, get it done. awesome thank Easy. you very much Ian it must be late for you I better let you go I've got to go and it wrap is, a mattress yeah. in plastic and get it out the door excellent yeah, such as the uh, good high style life high flying life that I lead but um, I digress yeah whatever I don't know no, what you're don't. talking about <laughs> <laughs> alright I'll speak to okay. you soon okay bye <laughs> bye bye <laughs>